Hey, Maria. Hi, Elena. I need to tell you something. I've been the re lately kind of reflecting on all the all the things I've been hearing <laughs> from all the people in my life, and really just this whole notion of how a man should be in a relationship, or to get into one, right, or to whatever. And I'm just really realizing that people love self-sabotaging and you said this before but i think this is a good time to bring it up it's people are being their own titanic i know they're sinking themselves they really are sinking like they're finding these icebergs somewhere when there's no iceberg to be yeah, found i feel like they're creating those icebergs i just and it's so funny to me because one of our friends especially has been really going through that journey right now and the other day he asked me about if I've had any childhood traumas. That was like, I just want to say, I just want to preface it with by just saying this was such a random question. Like we were at dinner. Like this was, it was like just straight up, just straight up. I'm like, I was like, to be honest, like, sure, I do. Like everyone does. Like it's not that deep. Like everyone, I mean, it could be that deep. Trust me. It, mine was often deep, but like we all have, I'm sure we all have, right? But I was also like, like I've, I've worked my way through major like most of it i feel like i mean there's still that some stuff that needs work but like life you know we always need work but um sorry i, I but then he was just like <laughs> sorry <laughs> but I was just like um um just saying like yeah like sure like we all do but like it really sounds like you do because why yeah. would you even ask that question? Yeah. But, you know, it just wasn't, like, the right place starting to, to talk about it. To start a conversation to open up. Because, like, personally, that's what I usually do. Like, if I want to you talk about something, people what their childhood traumas are. Oh, yeah. And then I sort of, like, shift, maneuver the conversation towards the original point that I wanted to make. I love it. And, and then you kind of, like... Yeah, I'm so bragging about myself, by the way. Just like no, I love it. I love that journey for you. I think the thing is, he didn't really elaborate on it too much. So, like, once I kind of gave my answer, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, okay. great. That's it. But I think, I mean, just leaving that aside, I think the real question here is I think people have like childhood traumas. And I think they're, yeah. because of that, they do, do tend to self-sabotage themselves a lot and i'm seeing that kind of project itself like onto relationships mm -hmm. on and it's really these internal battles that people need to be sorting within themselves and instead of doing the work in themselves they're almost like having somebody else be exposed to it mm -hmm. and really uh, pay for it and yeah. Lately, this this other person actually that I was re recently talking to, um, we'll just call him Beach Boy for all you know purposes. And yeah, it's the beach, not the other B word. We don't support the other B word, even though we use it on our. Some, some people deserve it, but anyways, um, yeah, um. So going back to the beach, Beach Boy, he um was just like oh you know like my strategy when it comes to dating and stuff is like i like to be indifferent at first and it's like a really good strategy it will always works i'm like what do you mean like indifferent it's like oh like i don't text someone immediately like i text someone like the weekend 
after or something. And I'm like, how is that working out for you? And it's like, oh, like it works out great for me. It works all the time. But then he was like sort of like recently talking to someone, seeing someone. But now they're like on a on a sabbatical for a little bit. I'm like, so clearly it's not that working out great yeah. for you. And then it's like, no, it still does. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like this person doesn't that that has some trust issues. And that's the reason why they decide to like break things off a little bit. And I'm like, like when you are a little indifferent and hot and cold with someone, like how do you expect that person to trust you and to open up mm-hmm. and want to be with you? And I just, and then the thing is like, we were really talking about it and he was just like, kind of like looking at me like I have like five mouths and five ears and just saying like, everyone does that. Like girls, boys or whatever, it doesn't matter what gender you are, like everyone act a little indifferent like it's like a game you have to play the game almost you know i'm like i i think you know those who are playing the game i don't know if they have partners <laughs> like, i don't know if they're like found success in life no offense but like i have strong opinions on this tell me and i feel like i want to explode because <laughs> i'm so let's angry, explode right? together because i'm ready to go first and foremost that's not a sign of maturity mm-hmm. that's not a sign of good character in my opinion thoughts were um sad. and at this point i feel like we are facing like so much in the world right now like in terms of violence aggression life expectancy is not <laughs> not giving I'm not giving get into like i'm not gonna dive deep into the rabbit hole but like the point that i'm trying to make is life is so precious we are realizing now that life is so short we have we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow we literally don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, like, what is the point of playing games and manipulating someone just because in your head you think that's the way to like, go? That's the way to go. Like, everyone does it. Oh my God. Life is just like, my point is, life is short. If you are attracted to someone, if you have a crush on someone, if you actually like someone, mm-hmm. don't play games. No. Just let them know that you like them or at least. At least spend time with them try to get to know them instead of like he thinks it makes men unattractive what like and it like not like on like almost like it makes them look like they don't have a game or they don't have like the charisma or whatever i'm like i think that you need to check your facts because it i think to have the courage to open up to someone is the the most attractive thing that's the problem um immature men are afraid or are so freaking afraid of vulnerability. They are. So afraid of transparency. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned character. It's it's a sign of character, you know? Like, if, if you're playing games, that means you're afraid of being <laughs> vulnerable. Like, you don't want to be are. that person. Yeah. You're not comfortable with who you are. That's yeah. That's why you're trying to act different. Like, I, love the, I love the way the voice is changing as you're... <laughs> I just want to. I just want to also like mention like I love this this Beach Boy. I I think he is a good guy. Has a lot of potential and everything, and he is a good person. But clearly, he has some childhood trauma traumas, yeah. and he's really the way he's living his life right now. He's like kind of like all over the place. He's kind of lost, and it really does seem like he's on a journey to self sabotage and. I always, I, I mean, I'm trying to be here. I'm trying to support him however I can and, like, just to kind of give him some peace of mind. But There's so much you can do. But I'm just also, like, uh, dude, honestly, this is your journey. It's not my journey. If this is what you want to do, this is, this is the way you live your life. You don't want to think about longevity and sustainability and long-term happiness. Go live your life. Like, 
live your journey but this is yeah. definitely not a journey that a lot of people want to be a part of that's the problem though. a lot of people don't realize how precious life is they just assume that we have forever why do people why do you think people self-sabotage oh i know why oh oh my god okay tell they me have the answers mm. um i feel like you mentioned childhood trauma and i feel like this fear of vulnerability with others stems from fear of vulnerab vulnerability with yourself that's why they're not willing to face themselves first. They don't have enough self-awareness and you know, in the first place to realize that they're carrying certain traumas, suppressing traumas, and the fact that they're not addressing those traumas keeps them like dead on a soul level, <laughs> if that makes sense. So their soul is dead. Or dormant. Dormant. Dormant soul. I love that. Dormant. I don't want to say dead. Really. Yeah, that's kind of deep. So dark. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you're like, bro, your soul is dead. Soulless. Your soul less. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the, the core issue a lot of people are facing are fear of vulnerability. They're just afraid of life. They're afraid to open up because at some point, someone or something hurt them or multiple people hurt them and they yeah. don't want to open themselves back up again to life because they're afraid that they're going to face the same thing and this is natural if you don't address we are fortunate enough we've had the resources we have the right people in our lives to like sort of and self-awareness of course to guide us towards mental liberation and like we have enough self-awareness to know that there are certain traumas that we're still carrying but we don't let those traumas affect our decisions anymore i love that um that's but true. some people i guess they're not they don't have the right resources they never like they don't have the right people in their lives you know, we look at, I don't want to name names again, but mm -hmm. there, we know people who, whose behavior gets amplified just because they're in a self-destructive environment where everyone's like kind of feeding off this self-destructive energy. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. Um, so environment is, is extremely important. So clearly those people are not in the right environment. And if you're not in an environment where um, self-awareness and like inner work are promoted or encouraged you're like in this vicious cycle but you also have to create that environment for yourself I and i think a lot that, of people don't do that for that you need to have self-awareness you have to goes back into self-awareness awareness. you have to realize how your environment is affecting you how you're affecting yourself your thoughts your mental emotional and you know spiritual body and physical body yeah you know? if you don't have that self-awareness you have no idea what you're doing wrong yeah i know i mean those are all very valid points i i just think that especially when it comes to like relationships i i'm like surprised i'm not gonna lie because i really thought this was a good guy you know i mean he's a good guy but i thought he was a better guy than i thought he was basically you could still be a good person but like once trauma takes over unaddressed trauma that is personalities can shift drastically and that's the shift i'm seeing it's like there's a whole contradiction between the things that he used to say and the way he used to talk about like his other relationships and stuff versus like the way he's talking right now and i, I know that a lot of it has to do with like the mindset that yeah. he's in you know and like the things like the factors affecting that and stuff but like at the same time it's not giving a good impression you know and, like i care about this. and i told him like to be honest like if i didn't give it and if i didn't care about you i absolutely would not tell you any of these things yeah. but like i'm just gonna have to be honest because again i told you i'm I'm really practicing like blunt offensive honesty to the point where it's I'm surprised he 
didn't be like go to hell like to me after like my conversations with him but i'm like dude some people I don't know what are tell you. receptive to constructive feedback some aren't but it's not your fault i feel like if you utilize constructive criticism you can actually grow from it if people choose to ignore it or get offended by it it's their problem that's true what are your thoughts on this whole pettiness aspect of like oh if a girl does this and the boy will do this and i don't know it doesn't have to be like a girl and boy but like basically in every like relationship or in every situation like there's always like this reciprocity aspect of like you have to react in a way like because i think the way he's again i think this kind of in my opinion it goes back into like self-destructive behavior but it's like if if the girl that someone is seeing will do something their immediate reaction is like oh, then I'm going to go on dates just because you're going on dates because I have the right to go on dates if you're going on dates. I'm like, I think from my perspective, women especially, I cannot speak for other people, but I can say for women, they like stability. They, for the most part, like, trust is very important for us, no matter what. And I think that when you, in our absence, even if we are saying we're going on dates and we're upfront about it, in our absence, you also going on dates, if we're unsure about you, is, in my opinion, a red flag. I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to go on a date. I think you 100%... Mm -hmm. If you're going on a date, 100% the, the other person has the right to go on a date. But the fact that... But the truth is, it's like the way that you almost react to that will determine how I see you. Because, mm -hmm. like, if I care about someone... And if I'm genuinely, like, invested in someone, like, I'm not going to, like, want to replicate that journey with somebody else i'm like you know it's gonna be really hard it's gonna be very difficult but i'm gonna be like you know what i know this person's worth it so i'm just gonna be patient and have this person explore whatever they need to explore and then if they come back to me they come back to me if they don't come back to me they don't come back to me but if i don't want to wait for that i don't think it's th that just to me means it was never that deep to begin with well see that's a mature response as opposed to being petty and like trying to <laughs> well you said petty scared me <laughs> i love it as opposed to if, again if you're trying to be petty to get a reaction out of that person that's very immature that's extremely immature um like you said i feel like a mature person especially a mature guy um healthy masculine guy that is yeah um instead of trying to be a narcissist or like um, be an ego kind of giving narcissism like all ego driven <laughs> person yeah because ultimately it's not about how much you like someone if you're trying to prove a point it's not about the relationship anymore it's not about how much you like that person mm -hmm. it's not about your feelings it's about you trying to prove a point to satisfy your ego it's all about the ego it's it so, comes back to the ego so egotistical it's so 100 self-serving all about the ego it's because you don't want that person to be the one to say no to you mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You cannot deal with the reality of like being rejected. And it just shows me ultimately it's not it's not a true genuine connection. Maybe he likes it, but it it if I feel like it doesn't it's have lust. the substance. I feel like it's lust. It is lust. And I think it's also the lust and he when he was talking about it, he was like, Oh, like I really have this organic natural build up with this person and I feel like it almost has this like scarcity mindset of like not being afraid of not being able to find that and replicate that. But I'm like, if you really have that fear of not being able to find that, then you really need to be putting more eggs in that basket and really treating that and giving that more attention. And 
I just think this reactionary Patty, the good thing is he admits it. The good thing that I like about him, and this is the part where I kind of do give him credit, is like every single time we talk, he always acknowledges the fact that I'm right. And he, he like, and I genuinely believe that he thinks that I'm right. Like, he is like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm petty. Like, I'm, I am, I am, I am like that. I am petty. I'm the way I am. And like, I'm insecure, whatever. Like, I'm not saying he's insecure, but like, he will admit things. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that he does, but I think that's like the first step to achieve that sure. maturity. Yeah. But he also is like one of those people who's like all words and no action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, which is also not great. Sometimes I've observed this in myself too. Like theoretically, I'm just playing the devil's advocate right now. Theoretically, I know the right steps to take. Mm -hmm. I know that certain behaviors are are self destructive. Mm -hmm. But I'm sort of paralyzed. Like to I do can't anything. To do anything about it because I've been in this. I've been operating in this mode for so long. Like this has been my default mode for so long. Like you don't have to break the cycle. Exactly. It's like really extremely hard, hard. to break the cycle. You're right, and that's a good point. Everyone in your close circle is kind is of doing the same thing. It's either doing the same thing or kind of feeding into that like energy and like yes. kind of like extending that journey. That's such a good point. You know, one thing that he kind of made me realize is that he along with like other people that he's around and like is living with and stuff like he loves alcohol mm -hmm. and he's not an alcoholic or anything like i've never seen him i've seen him drunk but i've never seen him drunk in a way that like he's very interesting he's the type of person who you, you can't really tell if he's drunk or not mm -hmm. so i guess he does carry alcohol well but he's also very drunk and you don't really understand that until you start talking to him but he doesn't come off as even when he talks he doesn't come off as drunk i think it's like the things that he says sometimes could be very delulu and at that point you're like okay there's no way like a person in their right mind is like saying these things but that's how you know that like he's in a d different like universe at that point but like i just realized what do you think like alcohol plays a role in like the self-sabotage journey and the way in general it affects like impairs your ability to cope and deal with things in a mature way is this you or we're having another earthquake that's you. this is me the eye caused this earthquake this was my my leg causing the earth not the, not the earthquake say, i was gonna say third time's a charm okay i mean that was for sure i mean that was me that was a tangent we've been triggered by the earthquakes lately so it'd be that way okay this is a topic that i love talking about um this is my moment to shine <laughs> shine shine bright like a diamond <laughs> um, well but this is my mindset and you know some people resonate with it some people don't and i'm fine with it mm -hmm. um you can i guess like alcoholic beverages in general contribute to like bonding like you can bond with people over a drink right 100 percent. you're doing that in an in an elegant manner like you don't associate your survival or like um i guess your your, your entire coping mechanism doesn't revolve around alcohol if that makes sense yeah um and i personally hate losing control so i've never like, yeah. ever in my life i've been drunk never oh wait i didn't okay that's a lie i swear to God. you oh I maria i've seen you drunk what? I've seen you. I've been exposed to the drunk version of you. Not in a bad way. I've been tipsy, but I've never been drunk. Honey, you were. That was drunk. No, no. Even when I your birthday, 
Remember? Yeah, but the I, year before last I year? I literally drove back home. And I just had wine. You drove? I was with... Yeah, I drove. But you were drunk. I wasn't drunk. I was tipsy. Okay, maybe I was drunk. Oh, you I were, I was. I gone. were gone. You were gone. Paul was there. We have witnesses. I wasn't. <sighs> you know what? I think I was. I was projecting my own drunkenness onto. I think because I was on a different universe, so I kind of assumed so everybody else was on that same you universe so with me. No, I was feeling good. I mean, we went to. <laughs> Dude, I was. So drunk. <laughs> we went to this wine. We went to winery it was last so year fun. for my birthday. The wine tasting. Um. It was just wine, like we. Yeah, but wine was, can get you drunk. Sure, but there was a it happened to me. Anyways, like... <laughs> I love how you like make a distinction. We're talking about alcohol and the way that alcohol affects everything, but you're like, you know what? Like wine is not alcohol. You're almost like wine is not alcohol. <laughs> I've always associated like class and elegance with wine. So like in my head, it's a you know, perception. That a I'm... lot of people can make very bad decisions yeah. when they're on yeah. wine. Yeah. We know whiskey is a person yeah. who can embody that. So I know, I know. Yeah. This is just like my personal jaloo. Yeah, it's giving your own. You, there's a personal bias in there somewhere. Yes, there is, and I admit it. Uh, see, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> I admit it. You admit it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yes, as I was saying, like, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol, but when people start relying on it consistently to escape themselves, yeah, that's not healthy. It's, it's giving like self-sabotage. toxic. Like, you want to forget about yourself. You want to forget about your thoughts. You want to forget about your problems, which, which essentially points to escapism. It's a, it's a tool for escapism. And until, obviously, alcohol is not the only avenue that people take, but... It is the main avenue that our generation, at least, relies on to cope with certain things. What was the disorder you told me about? Like, if you stop drinking alcohol immediately, it kills you or something? Or, like, kind of no, it gives... Doesn't, it doesn't kill. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah, there is a, a thing called alcohol use disorder when hmm. people are addicted to alcohol and they're having trouble um, essentially binge drinking. So, I have a question for you. Yes. So, let's say there are people okay. who, live, who live together. Uh-huh. And they drink alcohol every single day for a couple weeks, let's say. I'm just assuming right now. Oh. There's a whole completely made up scenario. And it's like, let's say I have a roommate and I'm drinking with my roommate for weeks and weeks and on, on end. And let's say I'm finishing a bottle of alcohol, let's say heart liquor, let's say, I don't know, what do you want to say? Gin, tequila, vodka, pick one, bump them, vodka, let's say. Vodka. Okay, my Russian friend's coming tonight, yeah. and I think he says vodka. It's like, wait, wait, you know Russian? Yeah, I do, you know. You know vodka. Wait, how do you say it? It's vodka. You say vodka? vodka. Wait, he says vodka though. It's not vodka. It's vodka. Okay, you know what? I'm making stuff up right now. Anyways, we'll find out. Um, going back to the vodka. How do you say? Wait, how do you say it? Vodka. Vodka. Like in Russian. Yeah. Vodka. 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 Okay. Vodka. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like it, there has to be the ingestion. Anyway, so like the vodka that um you're finishing a bottle of vodka like every single day for like a couple of weeks. Would you call that? Would do you think that falls under in yes. your professional opinion? Okay, hundred percent. Yes, so a couple the, of weeks uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a recipe for coma. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how you're alive. That's my question. That is a very good 
you know what i i mean i'm alive because i don't drink but yeah well no, i do in drink this but scenario, in this scenario that i'm in where i'm drinking every yeah day. every day finishing vodka yeah i'm, I'm concerned i'm scenario. i'm also concerned about myself in this scenario that um so in this person me let's say in the situation that should not stop drinking no, immediately no, like you cold turkey <laughs> no 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 so there are certain medications that um, let's say I don't, uh, let's say i don't want to use medication what would you recommend for me you have to use medication. <sighs> i am okay here's the thing like i don't rely on pharmacological treatments a lot I know but you there don't. are certain instances where i promote them because there's no better way there's just no better way what if you start drinking because less every day you can i mean yeah. that's that's what's advised like you can't yeah. stop immediately because yeah. the alcohol withdrawal symptoms are intense you can't have seizures you can go into coma. not the seizures so yeah there it, it's scary it can even result in death so <laughs> there are certain medications that have to be used um to basically help you stop binge drinking mm -hmm. and eventually lead you to abstinence but you have to rely on certain medications to help you do that if you have been a heavy if you can then, use medication to kind of solve this problem then why are people struggling with being sober for so long because those medications are not meant to be used indefinitely. They oh, have, they're they have not. side effects too. Like mm. you can't rely on them for life. Um, Dude, alcohol just messes up and things. Honestly, and honestly, like people who are having trouble staying sober, I feel like for the most part, you get over the physiological dependence, but it's the mental harder to get over the mental dependence. Like if you're not addressing the problems that sort of drive you towards alcohol mm -hmm. you are gonna go back to alcohol if you don't address this problem yeah it's yeah you're right and be that way but going back to the relationship aspect of it like i i just think people who self-sabotage in that sense like do you think it's fair to kind of like project your own traumas and insecurities onto other people it's never right to do <laughs> it's, it's never encouraged don't try that at home <laughs> Well, how do you think? Don't you think we all know it though? Like we all know this, right? Yeah. Why do we keep doing it though? Sometimes it happens subconsciously when you're triggered, when you're like so occupied with like certain inner narratives that you have in your head. Yeah. That's why therapy is encouraged. Therapy and journaling. Yeah. Well, I I feel like the problem is though, like I feel like as girlies, like we are better at kind of like knowing ourselves and like yeah. knowing like what to do and just being able to say, you know what, like. I don't know, like maybe I'm biased, but I feel like women are tend to be better at focused on holistic wellness yes. than men do in a way. Because I feel like there are definitely lots of men, men who are like obsessed with like going to the gym and like eating healthy. But I feel like mm. that might be kind of like 95% of, 95 of their journey. Whereas I don't know a lot of men who journal, who take care of their mental health, who... And when I say men, I'm talking about like cis white usually or like heterosexual men in general like that's sort of like what i'm talking about it doesn't have to be white but like just like heterosexual men in general are the ones where i don't really see them focused on like the mental health and going to therapy i think there's something very feminine for them about it and it's almost like they're f kind of running away from that it's because like it's because of familiar and societal conditioning in my opinion men in general have been viewed as protectors and providers and like they didn't 
they were not given an opportunity or safe space to be emotional in the first place. True. Like being emotional is perceived as a weakness mm-hmm. for a lot of guys, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like the way they're raised, at least that's what I've observed. They're not allowed to complain. They're not allowed to be emotional. They're not allowed to just be themselves and like talk about their problems. Like they have to suppress their problems and find a solution on their own or else they don't feel masculine. So I feel like it stems from societal conditioning, but I feel like it's sort of changing, at least in the US. You think so? Do you think it's really changing? I feel like, yeah. I mean, guys that. (laughs) Where's the change happening? I feel like the change is not as significant, but I feel like if we compare it to like 10 years ago, um, men at least are becoming more aware that unaddressed mental health mm-hmm. affects a lot of their, basically affects the quality of their decisions. Um, I mean, most of my guy friends are comfortable with talking to a therapist. Like they know something's messed up in their head and they realize that. They do? Like yeah. in the MBA program? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who are these friends? Just, I've never met I'm them. Just, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're I, not. I have. There's I one have person. Literally one person. Two. I know exactly who you're talking about. Maybe two. Two people. Literally two. Two. Yeah. I think I know exactly who those two people yeah, are. We'll but, discuss after. Yes, for the most part. Um... Bye. <laughs> yes, I feel like. At least if men are not open to it, the conversations about men's mental health is becoming more prevalent. What do you think that we as women can do to make them feel more comfortable about kind of like embracing life and embracing self-awareness? And Mm -hmm. because the thing is like, for example, like with my friend, like with the beach boy, like I love that guy to death. Like I just know he can be so much better. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about like potential yeah recently and like what that really means and i know that like we said like sure i know him but do i really know him well enough am i really projecting my own decision making mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and kind of like the way that i would have acted if i were in his shoes like onto him like is that really what i'm doing and i think to be really honest with you for the most part that's what it is i think that i kind of set a high standard for him based on what i knew about him but in hindsight i don't think i've known that much about him mm-hmm. so i'm just all i'm really doing when i'm talking to him is like if i were you would i do this no quite literally it would not be my journey yeah. and i would not act that way which is why i'm like kept expecting him to do better but in reality like i don't really know him that well i guess because he's a little secretive so that really tells me but at, at the same time we have these great very in-depth personal like existential conversations every single time almost that we talk to where i feel like he's really exploring his identity and making progress but it's all at a word level like what do you think that i can do more or what we can do more as women whether we're trying to support a brother like my brother's trauma is like the definition of trauma in my in my book you know he's like the definition of self-sabotage in my book and he's like in his 30s now and only now maybe he's getting an idea of like a sense of self-awareness maybe which is very late and like how can we kind of push this process a little you know kind of like you know what i mean like pull it back a little bit so that it's not it doesn't have to start 
when they reach 30 yeah. how can yeah. we allow them to grow uh, the way i view sooner the feminine energy overall is we are nurturers we are and we i guess we're we embrace wisdom like that's what we kind of crave and seek in life yeah uh, most of the time subconsciously yeah but um you know how like in metaphysics they say that feminine energy is closer to the spiritual realm because we're more intuitive we're more open to like wait do you say that yeah that's cool it's and masculine is more about the external world and stuff yeah i see that that, that, that checks out (laughs) um and i feel like it's in our nature to be nurturers and i guess being a guiding light obviously you can solve their problems for them but i feel like we need to start um being anchors for for them no um I guess just like encourage them to talk, to at least introspect, to reflect, mm-hmm. um, instead of you know pointing fingers and telling them, oh this like, is what's wrong with you, this is what's yeah, wrong with you. I need to dial back on that a little bit because I feel like I they get more defensive. They do get defensive. This that. guy doesn't get defensive, which almost encouraged me to like be meaner to him, which I know I shouldn't do. I feel like I'm being mean to him, which I shouldn't do because. I really want him to feel like he can trust me and continue to like open up to me about things because I genuinely want to see him be better. And this doesn't just apply to him. Like there are so many different friends of Albert's that we all know who they are. Like, and we ha- we just know that these are good guys. But I'm like, you could be better. This yeah. is this cannot be the standard. This could not be the norm. This could not be the journey. Honestly, that's that's all you can do as i've said you can't solve their problems for them but just be a guiding light um share your experiences with him yeah show you know especially your weak points just to like like my own insecurities yeah, just, and my own yeah, weaknesses just show them that they're not alone and i love that emphasizing that talking being vulnerable being transparent doesn't have anything to do with weak masculinity i love that in your personal experience, what was the thing that you've said to uh, heterosexual men specifically that made them open up to you the most? Sharing my experiences. The really? The hardest parts in my life where I felt the lowest, mm-hmm. they appreciate vulnerability. And I've got the same feedback from a couple of guy friends. They told me that hearing my own stories makes them feel less alone. That's beautiful. And so it actually worked yeah, for you. I don't think this is a matter of men or women. I feel like as humans, we crave similarity um, because sometimes like when we get too much in our heads, we feel alone. We mm-hmm. assume that whatever's happening in our lives is just happening to us and we're so alone. We don't have the resources to overcome it. So like we, um, we adapt some unhealthy coping mechanisms. But when other people, I think you've said this before to me as well, when other people are going through similar experiences, when people are going through tough yeah. times and we're witnessing this, it makes us feel less alone. No, it does. You yeah. know, it's like, it's part of being It helps human. you in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, seeing someone else's struggle, I hate to say this, uh, makes you feel less alone. Yeah, but I think that that's, a, that's for sure true and that's for sure a fact, but I know a lot of men or I've known of a lot of men who are so detached from women and like in the sense that like in like female experiences where like you could be talking about like the most destructive traumatizing journey in your life and like really open up mm-hmm. to them but they still go ahead and like have the audacity to betray every single one of that i don't know things that laid in that story 
again, it, it goes back to character. It just, it's... The sun is really it, not my dream. Yeah, it break, it, it shows a lot about the character. And I feel like, from my personal experience, um, if you continue being vulnerable, mm -hmm. if you continue not playing games, yeah, um, the show eventually cracks. And they can be more self-aware yes. and kind of admit, yeah. like, admit to their own like mm -hmm. self-sabotaging tendencies. And honestly, you know what else helped? Asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like instead of giving them answers, just ask them guiding questions. I love that. It's kind of like therapist talk. Yeah, it's like, exactly. why do you think you do this? Like, mm -hmm. why do you think you like drink that or and do that? Whatever it is. Talk. Let them talk. It, people love talking about themselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying like in, in an egotistical way. No, no. People love sharing their own stories, their, especially their struggles. So, or be like, how did that make you feel? Yeah, just act as if you're not there. You're there, but you're not there. Don't like, sometimes you will realize that um, at one point sharing your own stories help, but at some point you have to like step aside and just like, as I've said before, be a, a guiding light, ask guiding questions and be completely objective. It's giving like... I told you, this kind of reminds me of the, the old therapist that I had where it, that one did not work for me because I need something more like a personal input mm -hmm. from that person to feel seen and justified. But I can see how this technique, if this is a guy who is really not willing to open up and has like lots of boundaries and stuff, like I can see how being a little bit more objective and a little bit more like yeah. removed from the mm -hmm. situation could be more a better strategy. Yeah, it varies from one person to another. It really does. It's very interesting. We're complex beings. We are complex beings, but I'm just like there's a there's a hundred percent a difference between approaching men and versus women because oh yeah yeah I like ever since we ever since we talked about the whole potential thing like a while ago, mm -hmm. I kind of realized like in the situation that I'm in with him, I feel like a lot of the potential I saw in him might have resulted from not really potential but just like me projecting mm -hmm. myself onto that but i feel like in my personal friendships with like female friendships especially that i that i have in my life i 100 percent see the potential like mm -hmm. with you with wonder woman it's like it's 100 percent not just me going off of like what i think i would right. do in your shoes is 100 percent i know because i know you so well and know her so well and so many other like people so well like based on past experiences i know if something is their journey or not and it's it's coming from a place of knowledge versus coming from a place of like me not knowing you that well and me just saying oh like this is what i would do in your mm -hmm. position yeah i agree so that was very helpful i'm gonna try that i think the next time i talk to him i'm gonna be more like so like how did that make you feel yeah you know or just like tell me a story about a time blah 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 you know just like try to detach from the question yeah that makes sense. yeah i get that so what's the homework homework what's the journey yeah. i guess reflect on ways that you are self-sabotaging and what your coping mechanisms are that's part a mm -hmm. part b um how can you better show up in um and the life of your loved ones who you truly care about mm -hmm. and how you can basically guide them towards self-reflection we love that eventually oh we love a self-reflection and liberation yeah. journey it's gonna be a tough 
tough road, but I feel like if you're there <sighs> for that person physically and mentally and emotionally, emotionally especially, yeah, they will get there. I feel like this episode was really for the men. Yeah. And for the woman yeah. supporting the men. Yeah. We love that. The main message is that being human is so damn hard. <laughs> it's so damn hard. And yeah. like, it's self-reflection and vulnerability have nothing to do with being weak mm -hmm. or strong. As a matter of fact, it's a sign of strength. 100%. If you're willing to the introspection, if you're willing to face yourself. So we have to change this perspective the societal perspective that um men should not prioritize mental health i feel like they're yeah. the ones nowadays that need the resources i think they kind of needed the most yeah. like they needed mm -hmm. i think women are in therapy mostly because of the men that mm -hmm. put like yeah. required it you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah we, need that to, way. we need to i guess be advocates of men's mental health yeah just more i'm excited for the the next generation of men, hopefully, who are like growing, and I think they're gonna grow in better circumstances. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm There's potential. Mm -hmm. Well, in that case, thanks for being with us. Ciao. We'll see you later. Bye.